Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cavasco, and Kyle... Yes, sir. What do the Who's from Whoville have in common with the apes from Planet of the Apes? I would like this to be another Cabasco stumper, but in fact, I know because you know the, answer the answer is Mr. Terry Notary. <laughs> who, uh, our interview series continues here in uh, minute 109 of uh, 2008's Incredible Hulk movie directed by Louis Leterrier. We are going to be talking about the, the thing that uh, I really, really wanted to know. We're going to get into sort of the, the real bio, uh, bi- biographical data of Mr. Terry Notary. He was a gymnast out of college who then ended up working on the, some of the biggest movies in Hollywood history, including the biggest movie in Hollywood. Right. And I was like, how does that happen? Like, how did you? And so in this, he goes from uh, his, his first professional gig all the way up to when he got the call and started working in Hollywood. It's a, it's a pretty exciting story. Once again, like most things with him, no one could repeat this. Like this, it's like the, his path to stardom is so uniquely personal. Uh, that no one's going to be able to follow in these footsteps with so. amazing lessons in work ethic and oh yes putting yourself out there and being generous. that's right yeah that's awesome. right yeah exactly how yeah like how to how to get noticed uh the, the right way in yes, hollywood <laughs> exactly exactly so but without further ado let's send it back to us and mr terry notary so when you were in Cirque, you were sort of a, a feature performer, but then when you got the call to to work on uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas for Ron Howard, you sort of became a teacher. So how yeah. was that transition? Like now all of a sudden there's people in front of you like, okay, teach us how to be a who, and you have to be, yeah. okay, all right. Okay, funny uh, here's story. how you do it. It was a really funny story because I, I didn't know anything about uh, film or anything. You know, it was my first movie. And hmm. the the... We, they brought five of us in, five Cirque people, and I, they were all from Mystere, to come in f- for about five weeks before we started um, rehearsing, right? And Ron Howard said, okay, guys, uh, come on in, and uh, uh, I want you guys to just play. Here's, here's Whoville, and, and you just, just, like, you know, do something funny over there, and cool stuff, and just come up with anything you can, and, and video it, and just and, and, and you do flips anywhere, you, whatever you can think of. And video it, and at the end of the week, we're going to compile all the best stuff, and we're going to put the great stuff in the movie. And we were like, awesome, let's go. So we were skiing down hills and doing all this stuff, teeterboard, flips over there, you know, teeter, you know, doing everything we possibly could, you know. And um, and so at the end of the five weeks, the extras started coming in, and they were all um, – and I'd been thinking about, like, how who's were going to move and, like, doing all this research on, you know. Uh, you know what does who research look like? Well, you just go from the books, you know, I mean, it's okay. like, oh, how do they move? And, you know, it's like, so they were like this S-curve sort of, you know, wavy sort of, oh, you know, everything's kind of got this sort of, this sort of, sort of, I don't know, seaweed-esque sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, reed in the wind kind of thing, you know, and, and, um, and so anyways, the, the extra started coming in. And they uh, were all circus people from from the town. They were like like you know vaudeville guys and hmm. jugglers and clowns, and it was a cool you know mix of about probably fifteen people. 
and uh, they, uh, they're all like, boop, 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 I'm going to move like this. I'm going to do this. And I'm, I'm like, oh, so I sort of gathered them together and I go, hey, guys, look, why don't we all come up with this common denominator, this sort of like common like thread that we all have so that we all look like we come from the same gene pool, you know, hmm. and then you can go off and become your own character. But we all have this sort of commonality in how we're going to move. And I started work with them and teaching some of the guys. And I didn't, I was just helping in Cirque, you just help everybody. You just do it. Hmm. You know, you just, it's a family and you just kind of, Hey, come over here. I'm going to teach you the one arm handstand and, you know, and come here, Joey, I'm going to work on your backflip with you. Come here, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's, it's like family and, and, and film isn't like that. <laughs> film is very job oriented. And I didn't know. But Ron Howard was walking by and he goes, what's he doing? What's he teaching them? And he's like, oh, we're working on some, I think he's working on some movement stuff with them. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> okay, have him come into my office. And so I was oh. like, they're like, ooh, uh, Ron Howard wants him in his office. And I was like, <gasps> hope he's mad. Like, this could be bad. You might be fired. And I was like, oh, dude, I blew it. Oh my God. Oh no, really? <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so he comes in and, and he said, um, "I love what you're doing, and I want you to uh, I want you to teach Whoville, uh, who's cool." And he said, "Here's a, here, I'll give you a sound stage, and you make a list of everything you oh, need: wow. boards, fast tracks, uh, spring floor packages, um, props, unicycles, all ladders, everything we could possibly think of. I've got a spring for you know uh, for." The, the, the moment where it just gets his foot stuck and like all kinds of stuff. Um, it was, it was crazy. What a fun Ricky, shopping trip that must've been. It yeah. was amazing. And he, and then when all the actors, the real actors in the movie came in and it was like, wow, okay. I'm working with Bill Irwin. Yeah. Bill Irwin. I was going to ask about that. He's an old school vaudevillian. You know? And so it was super cool. Bill Irwin, Bill Irwin is just, he's such an awesome dude, you know? And just got into it and helped us with it. It was, it was great. So and most of our younger audience will know him as Mr. Noodle. And that was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just such a, an amazing, generous guy and so talented. Um, so that was how I became a movement coach. And I got wow. to thank Ron Howard wow. a few years back uh, and, and go, Hey, Ron, remember me? Hey, how you doing, man? Yeah. Uh, thank you for that career you gave me. That's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. It was cool. So, I, I say at this point, this is where the apes entered your life because then I think the next call you got was Tim Burton to work on his Planet of yeah. the Apes movie. That's right. So, yeah, they said, I, well, you did uh, Who School and uh, right. um, Charlie Crawwell was the stunt coordinator on both of those films and he said, ah. can you do Ape School like you did Who School? And I said, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to, Always the, say I'm yes. going to the zoo. <laughs> I got to go watch some apes. And then um, I was I was struggling. I was struggling because I was like, oh, man, how do you how do you move like an ape and bipedal and talking and the whole thing? And then I was it was one of those things where I had learned so much about what not to do on that hmm. film um that it, it was it was it, it really was an eye-opening experience that whole film for 
for many reasons because it was like I was emulating an ape in the beginning and then I got to work with these two chimpanzees, Jacob and Jonah. And mm. this chimpanzee jumped up in my arms because I doubled Tim Roth in that film. Yeah. He plays Thade. And, and we, I, I had to work with these chimps because I had this big fight sequence at the end with them and I'm, I'm wrestling with them and it's Mark Wahlberg's chimp who jumps on my back and I throw him down and whack out of him across the room. And, um, and so we had like a good like month and a half working together and this chimp and I just bonded and it was like, it was the most, it was, it was a life-changing experience working with this chimpanzee. He, he jumped into my arms and he looked in my eyes and I, I got absolutely scared. I got so scared because he hmm. looked right into my soul. It was like, wow. <sighs> it was like, he just looked right into my soul. And he just saw me and I was like, and I just sort of softened to him. And it was like, <sighs> and he just like, we just connected on this like insane level that was hmm. like, I was like, okay, I'm trying to learn what it means to be an ape by study watching him, but he just taught me what it means to be human. And what I need to do in order to become a better human. <laughs> right. And it was to be like that. And that from that moment, I it, it all changed. It all changed. The, the integrity they have, the strength. I learned about soft connection. I learned about undoing the noise in the mind. I learned about um, extrinsic versus intrinsic strength. They have this softness about them, but they're so strong at the same time. There's this like amazing economy and lack of, of trying. Like they don't, they don't like try. It's like, it just happens because there's no doubt. There's no, there's no mental, there's no mental obstacles that, that get in the way of, 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 of hitting the task, you know? It's, it's already done in their mind. They've already done it. And so it's like, it just happens. And when you do that, it's beautiful. It's beautiful because it doesn't become a thing, right? Hmm. And so, I mean, so many, so many, my biggest pet peeve is the boom, boom, you know, the three point landing thing <laughs> where you become all about yourself and then, and then you go back out into the world, you know, and it's like, right. It's, I like when things are subtly beautiful so that it passes through the screen and you're like, that was cool. You know? <laughs> Not boom, boom. Oh yeah. Show it. Okay. <laughs> next. You know, you want to like have the camera be able to continue to push in and push in and milk it and then boom, then you cut, you know? So it's all about undoing effort. And so that was a huge thing for me, a huge revelation in the teaching is undue effort. If you find yourself in a pose and you become aware of yourself that you, you, sh you, you have to lose the awareness. You have to make that thing out there so much more important than you, that you disappear. You are so engrossed and so engaged with the things out there that you virtually disappear from yourself 
and then you become beautiful. Then you can, then you almost, when people hit that state, it's like, you can see what they look like as a child. It's, it's hmm. weird. It's like, you can see the true person. And, and so that's one of the big practices that you do in, in the beginning when I'm working with actors is, 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 is allowing, is, is working that muscle of undoing the awareness of yourself, undoing the self-direction, undoing the ego really is what it is. It's, it's, dissolving out that's why animals are so beautiful that's why babies are so beautiful that's why children when they're sitting out at the ocean they're so just sitting there just boom present wide open they're not thinking about themselves they're not thinking about how they look they're not aware of this this you know thing this body that your that your spirit is is you know utilizing um it's it's this beautiful being that's just being present and when actors can do that, it doesn't matter if they're playing a bad guy, good guy, anything, you know, they, it's like this little drop happens. It just goes, boom, and it's a gravitas, a gravitas hits the character. And that's why you're like, why is this character? Why is that actor good? <laughs> I don't know. He's just good. Yeah. Have you He's seen Once Upon a Time good. in Hollywood? Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. That moment, I mean, the, the first time I've seen like that actually be able to articulate it on screen is when you see, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio as his character in the moment, and then you see the same scene again, him out of the moment, and it's so jarly different. That actually yeah. to be able to have an actor portray that was uh, amazing. Amazing. That, the, the performances in that were just incredible. Yeah. 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 It was amazing. Um, so, how was Tim as a as a orangutan student? He was, uh, Tim was a, he was a chimp. Yeah. And he was uh, incredible. He was, we became very good friends on that film. And, um, and uh, people didn't, couldn't recognize us from one another. So I would, <laughs> when I, when I was in his costume, when I was in his suit, you know, it yeah. was so funny. I was treated like royalty. It was like, <laughs> did, was did like, you work on wow, your English accent to make sure you could pass? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, is there anything we can do for you? Is there, do you need anything? Is it tea, coffee? Like, oh, yeah. And it's like, damn, Tim, it's good to be you, man. Oh. So, you know, <laughs> it's like, um, I just went with it. I was just like, yeah, okay, sure. Nice yeah. uh, coffee would be great. Because <laughs> you know? uh. then the next day I'd be in a chimpanzee outfit and people would be like, eh. <laughs> Get to the back. How was uh, working with yeah. Tim Burton? Yeah, yeah, he was great. He was um, just this creative, you know, madman, you know, just kind of like right drawing stuff up and, you know, kind of just letting us run. It was good. All right, we're back in the studio. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Like, I, I really liked it. It was interesting to see him as a as a sort of physical performer sort of turn into a mimic there a couple of uh -huh. times. Right. Like when he was doing his impression of uh, Ron Howard or uh, a little bit of uh, Tim Burton. So I, I hope you, if you guys get a chance, uh, also check out the, the video components of this. We'll, uh, we'll be out there somewhere uh, to see really how even oh, yeah. even in these interviews, he like physically transforms as he's talking about these particular things. Next, and we go into, we're going to get into some pretty cool comic book movies. So make sure you're back here for episode 110. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we will, of course, find us on all the social media things. We have our, our group on Facebook. We have a Discord. We have Twitter. Uh, wherever you are, that's where we want to be. Make sure you're, you're back here for our next episode.
Thank you for listening. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye.